wings, listen up. Today's run is vitally important to our cause. Set your frequencies to Dice Time, a Star Wars Legion podcast and part of the Legion Academy Collective. Your lead wing captain today will be Ben Gedron, and your support ship leader will be Paul Watson. Let's show them what we're made of, Rebels. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dice Time. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. And, Paul, I just got off the phone with our new contact. I just got us a new contact with new jobs and a whole lot of new money that's going to be coming our way. That's good, because I feel like we've been in a bit of a dry spell lately. Uh, you say dry spell, but I, I, I just call it... Uh, okay, that's a good name for it. So, we're going to have this new contact named Fulcrum. And she has a ton of new jobs for us that are going to be sending us on all sorts of new crazy adventures, and I'm very excited. Uh, Paul, how are you doing? How, how, how have you been? I've, I've been doing alright. That's good. Getting out there, playing games, having lots of fun, I presume. Oh, lots of lots of different games. I feel like I've been just since Adepticon, just been playing all kinds of different stuff lately. So you got to do all kinds of stuff. You got to play. What we got, Lord of the Rings. We got. There's Marvel Crisis Protocol somewhere in there. I'm sure. Yeah. You've been getting all your reps of Zinvaded since Adepticon, right? Right. Uh, no, but I am looking forward <laughs> to playing some Zinvaded. Uh, one, you know, one of the big things that uh I do every year at my house that. Uh, Star Wars related here yes. is uh I was actually we, that. Yeah, we have a, a big like Star Wars board game like kind of day party uh, mixed with Cinco de Mayo there. So Star Wars and and Mexican food. It's always a good time. We had another uh good show out uh for for this year. I always love that cuz that's a, the one time for um those board gamers out there that know of the game uh queen's gambit really old <laughs> avalon hill game it's like the one time of year that that thing gets to the table Yay. and it's always a huge hit and i love playing it so <laughs> that's awesome yeah, yeah it was a good time we had some new games this year like there's been a lot of um relatively like newer star wars games like coming out so yeah it's been fun to have that. some some new stuff yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, I was gonna ask if you uh, if you got to host it this year because we w- I remember the year we got to go to that and it was a huge shindig and we had an absolute blast and we were so sad that we couldn't make it this year but uh, hopefully next year we can be there. That'd be lots of fun. Yeah, we're uh, we're oh that's just one uh, one of those traditions that we're gonna keep on doing. So <laughs> good, good to hear. Well, if you uh, th- this is coming out just a few days late you know maybe 10 days late but uh happy may the 4th and happy star wars day to everybody um i celebrated may the 4th which is little known fact also my birthday uh by buying me and uh trista some new lightsabers so if you're uh friends with me on facebook you probably saw that post already uh like a week ago or now or so but we uh got some new lightsabers from ultra sabers which were uh which are yeah the brand that i really like just because they don't 
Like, the bass ones don't come with, like, tons of... They don't do the sound. They don't do lights on clashing. They don't, like, change colors or anything, which I know is a lot of really nice features that people need in a lightsaber. But the number one thing I really like about them is, A, they're bright, and I like that. B, they're really high quality. And C, the blades can smash against pavement as hard as you want, and it will not break. Yeah, Uh, that's really nice. They are stunt sabers, so they are meant to be, like... These are the ones you want your your kids to smash into each other and not have and like the blades into each other, not into kids. Uh, the <laughs> blades smash into each other and not break because when me and my brother were kids, we had toys that if we hit them together too hard, they would break. So uh, these yeah. are the ones that we should have had as kids <laughs> so that we didn't break them. Yeah, um, those are yeah. those are some nice quality ones. Yeah, for sure. So Trista got her own first lightsaber. Yay. And that was, so that was nice, and we had a nice little photo shoot with them, and turned all the lights off in our house, and turned them on, and it was pretty fun. So I, I saw your post, and I can't remember. Remind me, what colors did you guys get? So Trista got a, uh, she got like an all black uh, hilt with some silver engravings on it. That it's like not any character specific, so it's like her own saber, and the blade okay. is a uh, hot pink. Oh, nice! And then I bought uh, Kanan's lightsaber. Kane and Jarrus from uh from Rebels. Oh, yeah. So I got blue so I had to go with blue on that one. His his lightsaber design is just one of my favorite like lights. I don't know what it was, just something about his lightsaber design just caught me like I was like, dang, this one's so cool. Like I also really like the uh Cal Kestis' saber from Fallen Order and uh Jedi Survivor, which is great. Yeah. If you haven't played those, everyone go out go out and get them. <laughs> what are you sleeping on? Yeah, I don't. I don't have the new one yet. No, it's, it's really I probably good. should. Some people have been saying online, and I'm not going to vouch for them, but I'm going to say there's a good number of people online saying that that's the best Star Wars video game ever. Wow, which that's... is which is a really <laughs> really high review for people, uh, and it's not just one person saying that; it's multiple. So I mean, yeah, it. That's I've played pretty a big little, praise. I've played a little in so far, and I can see where people would say that, because it is really fleshed out and really good. Uh, it's in my top three. I'll definitely give it that. Nice. Um, I'll play through the rest of the thing before I make a final judgment call. But, uh, Paul, should we talk about Legion? I guess that's what the show's about, isn't it? Yeah, I guess. To I some, guess we to should. To some degree. <laughs> so... Um, just real briefly, we're going to go through a couple little topics here. Uh, I think it's only appropriate. We don't deep dive into every unit that comes out, but we deep dive into the ones that strike us passionately or have something that we are, uh, we have something tied to it. So, uh, we're definitely deep diving into Ahsoka Tano today. So Ahsoka is for sure on our docket. Um, I thought we'd also, Paul, go ahead and Talk about one of your favorite units that just got announced on Star Wars Day, which was uh, the big walking carpet in the bigger chicken walker. Yeah, I'm excited for him, for yeah. sure. Uh, I'm very excited, and yes, I will be buying another ATST just for the just for the <laughs> little <laughs> the little chewy that comes out of it. <laughs> uh, and then there's also we're gonna briefly talk about uh, it is now. As of May the 4th, officially, it is the new season for Legion Competitive Play. So, Mm -hmm. we are now seeing stores getting their tournament kits and getting world invites, so we'll briefly talk about that. We already have two dates for you if you're uh, you're looking to travel and looking for a good time. So, 
uh, we have that for you, and we'll talk about that as well. But uh, let's and go- more importantly, oh. coming to see us. Yeah, like that's the important part. Come forget the us. tournament. Forget the invite yeah. to worlds. Like, <laughs> yeah, just come see us. We'll get, we'll load you up with swag and stuff for for coming to see us. It'll be great. So, uh, let's go ahead and start us off here with our new contact, Fulcrum, aka Ahsoka Tano. So, Paul, I don't know if you got, uh, I don't know if anyone got as excited as I was when this dropped, because I was like, yes, new ladies night, let's go! <laughs> yeah, uh, I, and I know, right, like, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of people who were like, oh, man, w- like, why did we get a rebel version, and why can't yeah. I, like, why aren't we getting both, like, why can't I have the Republic version as well, and, like, yeah, I, I get that. I want her on the Republic side, too, but... Um, I'm excited that she's finally like in the game and we can, you know, do some cool stuff with her. And Absolutely. she, she looks really good. Yeah. She, I have four games under my belt with her right now, like as a time of recording and I can confirm she is very good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she, yeah, yeah, I agree. I saw a lot of the stuff online and I'm inclined to agree. Like, why didn't they do a dual release of rebel and, uh, Gar Ahsoka at the same time. I'm I'm okay. I mean, I've, honestly, I'm biased because I'm a Rebel player, but I'm okay that we're not getting both versions right now. I feel like I can wait for the Gar version. I'm going to be curious to see how they do command cards because there's no way that they're... I, I don't think that they're going to do the same three command cards for uh, Gar Ahsoka, which makes me... which Which means two possibilities. A... They're going to let they're going well three I guess a they're going to make Gar Ahsoka and Rebel Ahsoka have three command cards that don't interact with each other. B they're going to make Ahsoka Gar and Ahsoka Rebel that will have command cards that do interact with each other and like uh, I think I'm saying B young Ahsoka can use three and old Ahsoka can use uh, all six. Yeah. Or or C they both have their three command cards and both of them can use all of them. So. Yeah, I would, I would not be surprised to see, um, kind of like you talked about where we have, you know, young Ahsoka who has her three cards and then like the rebel era Ahsoka can actually use all six. Um, that would be I would my not preferred. be surprised to see that. Yeah. Cause that I mean, that's, be what, that's what we get with Maul, right? Exactly. Like, and exactly. so, yeah, I think that that would be, and I think it would be a cool little like thematic counterpart there too with Ahsoka, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, and Maul how they kind of grow and <laughs> yeah, and and uh, are against each other in multiple different <laughs> like time eras yeah, of Star exactly. Wars. Yep. So let's go ahead and uh, quickly dive through what her card is here. So she is Ahsoka Tano, the Rebel Operative. She is 165 points. She has red defense die, 6 health, 3 courage, naturally surging to crit. 2 speed, and her keywords are jump 2, which jump 2 over jump 1 I find is an interesting change. Charge, defend 1, deflect Immune Pierce, and Jarkai Mastery. Uh, For those of you unfamiliar with Jarkai Mastery, while performing a melee attack, you may spend any number of dodge tokens. For each dodge token spent, you can improve one attack die result. So it's like Marksman, but you spend dodges instead of aims, and it's only for melee attacks. 
Yeah, it's it's. I like that uh, that mastery a lot, just in general, right? Because oh, yeah. on saber users, you want dodge tokens. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, for that deflect. Yeah, and now you can use them for something else if someone is not shooting at you because they're worried about the deflect. She's got two force slots and two training slots as upgrades, and then her only attack is Ahsoka's lightsabers melee. Two red, two black, two white, so double rainbow. With the Impact 2 and Pierce 2. So that is her on a plate. That is without That's... upgrades, all that. And it is beefy. Yeah, it's interesting. She she reminds me, like, just her kind of, like, loadout reminds me of, like, Obi-Wan. Yeah, a little bit. Um, he he's a he's defensive which she seems to be that way too but yet she can turn that defense into offense when she needs to uh um, unless i've been playing her wrong she can absolutely just charge straight into battle and be offensive as heck <laughs> yeah um so we'll go ahead and let's go through let's go through her command cards real quick and then uh, I'll talk yeah. and then I can talk about like what upgrades I have on her as well as my experience with her. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so let's go we'll go from 3 to 1. So we've got 3 pip card a new beginning which is Ahsoka and two units. At the start of Ahsoka Tano's activation, she recovers. When Ahsoka Tano issues an order to a small base trooper unit, that unit gains either one aim or one dodge token. Ahsoka Tano also gains Inspire 2. So this is, like, very reminiscent to me of Sabine's 2 and 3 pip cards put together. Because she starts the activation recovering, she gets the Inspire and the dodge aim kind of thing, which is very close and similar to Sabine's 3 pip card, which does almost the same thing. Ah mm -hmm. The difference is Ahsoka gives her gives the units the aim or the dodge token that she's issuing orders to, whereas Sabine just gets the tokens herself for issuing those orders. But yeah, I, like, almost, I like the difference. It's almost like the combination of um, Sabine's card and then Luke's 2-pip. Oh, right? yeah, um, yeah. And and Luke's passing card out well. the dodge tokens to everybody who gets an order. Yeah, that's actually a better comparison. Um, well, I, th I think you're right. I think it's a well, combination of like yeah, different yeah. cards like put together and which is interesting and kind of makes sense, like, where and, things are. And... and in the back of this photo of this card is the mural, the famous mural that Sabine paints of all the, the whole Rebel crew at the end of uh, Rebels. Oh, spoilers, damn. Oh, sorry. Uh, but uh, if, if I spoiled you on Rebels from that, uh, you, you slept on it. Um, <laughs> but, the, but I think that mural just confirms that we're getting the whole Gar crew and Loth Wolves, right? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I mean, if not, then this will certainly do it for you. The two-pip card, Swift Defender. Um, it's the scene of Ahsoka defending against two Inquisitors while protecting none other than Ezra Bridger, which means that he's got to be confirmed for the game with that with that image. If that last one didn't make sense, then this one does. For sure. So it just gives Ahsoka an order. Ahsoka gains Guardian 2. When another friendly small base trooper unit at range one of Ahsoka Tano is declared as a defending unit, it may gain one dodge token. So this is a very defensive card for Ahsoka. Uh, yeah. this, if you're if you're looking to protect something else, and you're willing to put Ahsoka out there to like kind of defend for them, maybe it's an important objective holder. 
uh, or maybe something else, this is definitely the card you play on that turn. Or someone like Sabine who has Nimble, like or anybody like who Sabine. has Nimble, right? If Sabine's at range I one. mean, really, even your Rebel Troopers, right? Like, because now all of a sudden they get a dodge and they have Nimble. Sure. Like, seems and real need, good. And, and the, the, the thing to note is you don't have to Guardian on that right. turn for that effect to kick off. You just need Sabine to be at range one of all of anyone, small base trooper units who get shot. So yeah, seems really good. Uh, actually, as I read this, they don't need to be, it doesn't even need to be a uh, shot at. If Ahsoka is at range one of like Sabine locked in, locked in melee with somebody and that somebody attacks Sabine, she can get a dodge. So long as Sabine, there, so long as Ahsoka's there. Wow, looking at that card for like a new light. Yeah, just yeah, targeted as a defending unit, doesn't it? Yeah, like you said, doesn't even have to be a ranged attack. So yeah, that's really good. She can, she if, can help. If you have Ahsoka even and more. Sabine, yeah, if you have Ahsoka and Sabine like double teaming somebody uh, in melee, yeah. then that would be a great card for it. Another great card would be this one. The other two pip card that Ahsoka came with, which is Family Reunion, which is a team-up card with her and Ahsoka, and you can believe that I dropped dead when I saw this card. I was screaming. I yeah, was it was, like, this yeah, is it was Sabine. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. List. Um, so Ahsoka gain, uh, uh, gives two orders, one to Ahsoka and one to Sabine. Ahsoka gains teamwork Sabine Wren. This could be the end of the card, and I would be happy, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the start of Ahsoka Tano's activation, Sabine Wren may perform a free speed 2 move. At the start of Sabine Wren's activation, Ahsoka Tano may perform a speed 2 move. Uh, I've only played one game with 800, at 800 with Ahsoka and Sabine, and that card, that turn, was so, so useful. It did, it did so much work, and it was so helpful. especially it's so much mobility. Especially because my Sabine was panicking that round, and I needed her to move. So she wasn't getting shot at anymore. And that card did so much for me. Because uh, it got her to... I was like, I'm starting... Like, Ahsoka Sabine had just done the explosions, and then my opponent was lighting her up with suppression, and she was panicking. And I was like, okay, family reunion time. So I played that the next turn, and Ahsoka started her turn, uh, started her activation. A, she got Sabine got a dodge from Ahsoka because Ahsoka has. I was going to say right away. Right away had the dodge, so that was so much good. better. So that was much yeah. better place. And then B, she got to do a speed two move out of the line of sight of a lot of my opponent's forces right then and there. Because Ahsoka was activating because of this card, which is so helpful. So yeah, that card is great. Really good. Although her best card, I'm going to have to say, is her one pip. I am no <laughs> and, Jedi. And that's saying something, because I feel like the first three that we've talked about are phenomenal. Are really good. So. Yeah, but, but this one, if I was allowed to have any of them that I could play every turn, it would be this one. Because this is so good. So it's just a one pip. It's her fighting Vader. So Darth Vader confirmed for Legion. Uh, can't wait. <laughs> um, Ahsoka Tano is the only one who gets an order. Ahsoka Tano gains Agile 1, which means whenever she moves, she gets a dodge token. Really, really good on a unit that has charge. Again, I would almost be happy if this was the end of the card, but it's not. While attacking, during the form attack pool step... Ahsoka Tano adds one white die to her attack pool for each dodge token that she has to a maximum of three. So with yes. this card, oh, good. 
you can literally just play this card and double move charge into somebody and you're going to have the three extra white dice. Like, you don't have to do any finagling. You don't have to do any fancy work because you're going to get the one from defend and then you're going to get one each time you move. So if you double move into a charge, you're going to get two more dodges. You have three dodges, three white dice. There you go. And that's bare minimum. That's if you did nothing else to set up for this. (laughs) Oh, this card's crazy. Yeah, it's real good. So let's quickly just go through the upgrades that I have been slotting her out with and then a quick little synopsis of like what I've done with her. Um, So for the two force slots, one of them I feel like is guaranteed has to be force reflexes for that extra dodge because Ahsoka and a lot of what I'm about to say also applies to Asajj if you're looking to play her because they are built very similarly and they both have Jarkai mastery. So they both play a very similar kind of game. Uh, and also, Asajj can hit, like, a truck. Because she mm-hmm. has, like, what, eight black dice <laughs> is her is her, uh, is her her weapon. Let me see real quick. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, eight black dice. Also with Impact and Pierce 2. Impact 2, Pierce 2. Yeah. Uh, so, she's kind of insane. <laughs> so, uh, if you're looking for Asajj advice, uh, I guess listen to the Sissoka advice and, and go accordingly. But... Uh, force reflexes is an absolute for me. Uh, and then the other one that I've been taking on her is force push, just because it helps get out. It, I feel like it's a good staple for force users and lightsaber users because it gets you out of a bind if you're in a place you don't want to be, or it gets your opponent into a bind uh, if you do want to be. Yeah, and I think having two, like for her, right, because she doesn't have a master of the force, um, that it, it having getting value for that recover action that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Um, is is always good when you have to go that route anyway. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I would I would definitely say some of those um, same so, things. Right. The other option that I've seen people considering is saber throw on her because that's a good staple for lightsaber users. But like, here's the thing. Here's my argument with that. She has charge. If she had relentless, I'd say go for it. Uh, because yeah. you could easily just get a free lightsaber throw at the end of that. That's fine. Um, her lightsaber throw would be red, red, black, which is not uh, red, red, black surge crit, which is not awful. Especially no. on a Pierce two unit, if you can. But that's if you can get them out of cover. And if you're getting someone out of cover with a lightsaber throw, you you may as well just be charging them at that point. Like it yeah. seems like a it seems like a weird scenario to me. So I don't know. I'm not on the it's lightsaber throw good. train. I was going to say, it's definitely good to, like, remember, too, that her mastery is only during melee attacks. So right. and then there's that you, as well. You, yeah, you wouldn't get the benefit in this in the range saber throw attack to um, spend those dodge tokens, which, yeah. So I, I, I would lean towards that, too. Obviously, saber throw is a really good upgrade on any force user who needs that, you know, ranged attack or damage, but... Um, with her cards and stuff, she seems quick enough that she's going to get into stuff uh, fairly fast in a game. Mm-hmm. And like you said, with charge, I feel like you, you're you going most of the time for that action economy um, by just doing the double move into a, into a charge attack. So The other one that I've seen people doing, and I'm not totally against it, is Burst of Speed. If I were going to take out, yeah. if I were going to take out Force Push, Burst of Speed would be my next choice. But 
I've been able to get and like I was I was putting it on the table like I'm like okay I will if Ahsoka doesn't get anywhere in these games in these like couple games that I'm doing with her today then I will put burst of speed on her and I will take off force push but I have not had a problem getting Ahsoka where I need her to go in like two turns so I'm not totally against I'm not totally against Burst of Speed, but I'm not, like, full in support of it. It would be my third option. If she had a third, fourth slot, I'd put Burst of Speed on there. Yeah. But, yeah, it just doesn't... I like keeping her mobile, too. I don't... Like, Burst of Speed is nice on those Speed 1 Force users, like Vader and Palp, but I don't know that... I don't know that she needs it. I think I think she's fine. Well, especially when she has a, you know, if you're playing Sabine and she has a family reunion card, getting her that extra speed two move, like you really don't need her to go speed three right, when you have a turn right. where you can just play that instead. Exactly. So, training wise, here's what we're thinking. All right. Absolutely, one hundred percent. You're not allowed to replace it. Defensive stance. It is okay. A hundred and twenty percent the must-take upgrade on her, and I will die on that hill if you try to tell me otherwise. Because the trade-off is you can do... You you can't spend aim tokens is the flaw. You don't need aim tokens with Sabine, or with the with Ahsoka. What you need yeah. are dodge tokens. What you want is more dodge right. tokens. And there's been several... And the plus to this is when you do the dodge action with defensive stance, if you're not familiar... Uh, when you do the dodge action, you get two dodge tokens instead of one. Again, the trade-off is that you are not allowed to spend aim tokens. But A, you're never aiming with Sabine, with Ahsoka. I'm going to call her Sabine a million times. I'm so messed <laughs> up. Um, but you're never aiming with her. You're always dodging with her if you're doing any of those actions. If you're not double moving or if you're not moving and getting a charge hit or you're just sitting there and attacking, you might as well be dodging. And you might as well get double the payout for that. So defensive stance, 120% the right move. Uh, and I can tell you there have been two games already that I've played with her where I was set up in such a position where I was all I was doing was like doing a single move into a charge of somebody else. And I was like, well, I have an extra action left over because I just need to move and then I get a free charge. So I was like, I guess I'll just dodge. And since I had the defensive stance, I got two dodge tokens out of it, which is... If you roll poorly, two blanks that you can just turn into two hits, or two hits that can turn into two crits with uh, her Jarkai Mastery, so it's really good. Uh, or it's two dodge tokens left over for when, you know, if you charged into, like, Vader or something, and you're like, I need a bunch of dodges for when he smacks me back harder. Yeah. So, that's my take there. The other one, I can, you know, is up in the air, I suppose it depends on, you know, what you're what your move is situational awareness is one that i would consider but my main my main one that i've been running with is into the fray so when she gain when an enemy unit is at range one of her and they activate she gains a surge token she already surges to crit but that's your surge to defend if you can't deflect if you're in melee this is into the fray i'm specifically taking this for when i'm in melee with somebody and they're fighting me because I can't use deflect to gain surge to block. That's only for ranged attacks as of the new rules. So why not just make it into the fray? Whenever you activate, I have a chance to at least surge to block when you when you smack me in melee. 
Uh, and I can already tell you, again, two games where Into the Fray saved Ahsoka's life. So <laughs> it's uh, it is good. Yeah, I think um, like if we're if we're taking defensive stance, uh, and I'm gonna defer to your experience with playing her so far. I mean, it seems like efficient for her card, right? Mm-hmm. I, that last slot to me is like between probably Into the Fray, situational awareness, and probably tenacity. Like, no, tenacity would also be a really good choice too, actually. And I think that's gonna go into preference, right? Like, yep. do you? what do you want to do? Do you want her to be able to hit a little bit harder with tenacity? Do you want to um, keep her a little more defensive? What, like, probably uh, on the way in with the with uh, situational awareness and, like, mm-hmm. being able to dodge crits and stuff like that? Or uh, do you want to keep her defended once you're in there with Into the Fray? I right. think are the kind of, like, interesting, interesting uh, plays depending on how how you're playing with that but then again too like you're playing you have a so if you're playing with ahsoka and sabine right they both want to get in there with sabine having bombs and like you know it's just it's a really good like combination those two are so i had a really funny interaction with into the fray on my last game where it was the turn that i played family reunion and then my opponent activated the unit that was near sabine and I looked at and I looked at the board for a second, and then I said, "Okay, this is going to be really funny. Uh, when you activate this unit, uh, Ahsoka gets a, into a surge token, but then so does Sabine, and she can't spend it <laughs> because she already surges on both." Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, rare situation where I got an, a surge token on Sabine." <laughs> so, uh, so I thought that was funny. But, um, but yeah, so. I've got four games with Ahsoka under my belt. Three of them are skirmish games. One of them is an 800 that I had with Sabine. Uh, and, and Leia, if you if you must know. Of course I'm running Ladies Night. Uh, this is just yes. a new Ladies Night. Uh, sorry, sorry, Jen. Jen has to take a seat because Ahsoka's here to play. And I'm here for it. So, in those games, let me just say, Ahsoka is really, really good. If you're on the fence of whether you want to try or not, I highly recommend giving her a shot. Because if you like Saber users, uh, and I typically don't. I typically am more, like, blaster characters. I'm, I'm more in love with, like, Sabine and Han Solo. I mean, I give Sabine the Darksaber, but that's different. Um, but if you love your Force users, like, ah- Ahsoka was really fun. Um, yeah. I'm really liking her, and she's definitely becoming a staple in my lists. Because uh, she... Also, with those double rainbow dice, hits like an absolute truck. Uh, I, well, I I was go ahead. I was just gonna say it. Just she's just so more so much more consistent with them. Like I feel like when I have played Obi Wan in the past, you're like, man, he just doesn't hit as hard as I would like him to. But Ahsoka mm-hmm. can easily take those white dice and be like, oh, that blank is now a hit. Well, and she surges crit, which I right. don't, I don't think Obi Wan does. Does he? He might. I could be wrong. Let me see. Uh, he doesn't. Um, no, no, no. He doesn't. But he has critical two, so it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, most of the time you, you don't most run into it where you need it. But the biggest thing I've noticed with him is just, like, when those white dice just don't do it for you. No. He, he kind of wants an aim token in his yeah. dice pool, whereas, like, a token doesn't need it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Ahsoka doesn't need it. Because, if you, because you're stacked up with dodge tokens all the time with her. You know, you're giving her an order. That's a free dodge. Uh, yep. You're either taking the dodge action, which gives you a bunch of dodges. Your army, your supporting army, literally thrives on giving out dodge tokens. So... Like she's stacked up in this army with dodge tokens. She can, she's, you know, her command cards give her ways to get it. Her supporting cast give her ways to get it. It's you're, she's gonna have multiple dodges on her almost every turn if you're playing her right. So, you know, you got force reflexes on there as well. So, I mean, like, there's ways to get multiple dodges on her, like two or three dodges on her every turn. And then there's no reason that you can't roll those dice, and whenever they come up short fixed at least two of them into hits that you didn't that you didn't roll like or that were blanks or on the rare chance that you actually hit everything you have multiple dodges left over so i mean like she hit she's very consistent like you said with that attack yeah. rule. so i mean you can you can make it consistent that's the best part when you're when your dice don't roll you can be like no i told you to roll so <laughs> you will get like four five hits on her average if you're spent with Jarkai Mastery, which is really good. So, the other thing that I have been doing with her is uh, accidentally one-shotting units. <laughs> so, uh, I took... In the games that I've played, I have done a Death Trooper unit, a Droidica unit, and an FD turret. Not in the same game, obviously. But all three of those I have taken from full health to dead in one swing. And yeah. I'm pretty sure most of the, like, I think two of those were on the I Am No Jedi turn. And then I think one of them was just like, I think the Droidica one was just kind of random. But I know that the FD and the Death Trooper ones were both on I Am No Jedi turns. And it is, it is real. The, the idea for you to one-shot something with Ahsoka is absolutely real. You can actually do it. It's not something that you have to worry about. Uh, now, it's not something that happens every single time, mind you, but, like, if I didn't full-out kill a unit in that one swing, I pretty much gutted it down to, like, one or two people left. But that's, like, you know, that's standard saber user, but... You know, I'm not used to I'm not used to that. So I was just like, "Oh my god, Ahsoka's just taking out units left and right." So uh, that's pretty nuts in my in my case in my book. Um, but she's mobile; she's able to get the places that she needs to get to. I'm not I'm not feeling uh, like I'm like she's trapped or anywhere, or like she can't get somewhere. Especially because she has my favorite keyword in the game: jump two. Which yeah. is weird for a force user because they normally get jump one. I think she's the first force user who gets jump two. Which means she's going on anything, any piece of terrain that you can get on, she can get on it. So I think that's awesome to me. Yeah, it's really good. So having just that extra mobility for her. Oh yeah. So I I, I think all around she's what? Uh built the way that I have her, she's hundred and eighty nine points, which is like value town for what you get out of it i think yeah it's still still a fairly cheap force user um so i've got her in a skirt the skirmish list that i've been playing with her has her with a rebel officer with vigilance and a portable scanner and then two veterans with a like fully kitted out and then two mark twos and that list has been really fun to play with 
And then I'm still playing around with the 800 version, but it's Leia, Jin, no, Leia, Ahsoka, Sabine. Oh, boy, I'm getting all my getting all my ladies' names mixed up. Uh, those three with veterans. I have a unit of or like two veterans, two Mark IIs, and then I have a naked or or, or a normal. Rebel Trooper unit with a specialist in there, like, because points were left over. And then I've got a fully kitted Pike unit. And y'all are like, why? What is this Pike unit doing? What is it there for? Uh, it's my pesky Bat Capper unit. And honestly, it's just there because my dice really like my Pikes. <laughs> because <laughs> in Worlds, these Pikes rolled full boats every single time. And even after Worlds, I've played one or two games with them, and they're still full-boating on my dice, so, like, I'm just going to keep running them until they stop full-boating for me, but... <laughs> uh, if uh, I'm I'm very much a superstitious player, so, I mean, like, hey, if I need to if I need to bring this so that this happens, I'll do it. So, I'm still bringing one one unit of fully, fully baked pikes, because uh, they're really liking the dice, so... Uh, when that changes, I'll probably go to uh, Leia, Ahsoka, Sabine... Three vets, three Mark IIs. Something like that. But yeah. I, I'm I'm waiting for you to have full ladies night with Okay. All, I all did make them. this. I did make <laughs> this. It is called I called it Ladies Night Full Boat. And it is not good. <laughs> but it exists. And it is possible. Because Jin is a commander and Ahsoka is an operative. So it's Leia with Vigilance, Jin with her gun, Ahsoka the way I told you, Sabine with up close and personal personal combat shield and the dark saber, three Z6 rebels and two snipers. Like it exists. It's, it's not That's interesting. Nine activations still, right? Yeah, you get up to nine still. Um I don't know how good it would be and honestly I like the other list that I've told you about too much that I'm not really willing to find out right now <laughs> but uh, you know someday when I'm just goofing around I'll try it out and see where it goes I mean that's fair <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry Jen, love you but you're going to have to sit on the bench for a little bit so uh, transitioning now I think that's a good place to, uh, to wrap on Ahsoka oh wait you said you wanted to what kind of Ahsoka list did you want to run Paul uh, I, I'm just there's. I'm looking at all kinds of things now. My, sure, as I sure. as we're talking and just looking through, like I was thinking. Oh, I mean, Sabine and Ahsoka seems really fun. I mean, obviously they have a lot of synergy with their cards. Mm -hmm. And you know me, I like to run my Rebel heroes in land speeders. So I'm just daydreaming about Ahsoka and Sabine, each in a land speeder, each just land flying speeder. up the board. <laughs> Just wreak havoc on stuff. It, it would it would play it would play a little bit differently with Ahsoka though if I was to do that because I usually put like a, a Luke in there and I do give him saber throw, but I don't think you would want to do that with Ahsoka. No. So I think what would end up happening is instead like using the land speeder to get her actually into base, like put the land speeder in base to base contact with something, and then um, just chop away. Yeah, so that way she could chop away. Again, you'd it, you'd have to play a little bit more with that, depending on you know you'd have to go after units that have like activated already, so they can't just like run away from you yeah. and and things like that. But uh, you'd have, yeah, you'd have, to, just, 
You have to have that technical brain that Paul has that I don't. Well, I've, I've been too. playing the land speeders for a long time, <laughs> so I got a lot of practice with them. Yeah. Also, like thinking about like Boba and, and Din, like just man, a lot of Wait, a lot like of interesting. Because you can't no, have all three of them. No, I was just thinking like Ahsoka and one of the two oh, okay. of them. One of the man, two. one of the Mandalorians that she doesn't synergize as well with on paper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, she doesn't have a direct card there, right? But <laughs> hey, um, I was holding out a little bit of hope that it was gonna the team up card was gonna be Ahsoka and Din. <laughs> it would I mean, there'd made, be some... it wouldn't have made as much sense, but it would have it could have worked. Well, I almost wonder too if you if you did play like with a Boba or a Din, like do you even play their cards most of the time, or do you just like leave them aside since they have independent and just like not even give them like orders and just let them get their independent tokens, like almost all the time? Yeah. Well, I mean, I just um, run, I run comms relay on those guys like staple, just because I want them to get those cards every turn, and they're like their command cards are good, but I want them to get those tokens every turn. Yeah, I'm Boba can't right like boba can't no so i mean if you play boba's card then could. there you yeah. are anyway yeah yeah no i those, I've, there's ahsoka's just really too. good ahsoka's really good and but i think you're right i mean i think obviously they point to it in all of her card art too right like there's a lot of sabine in her mm-hmm. card uh command card art well or i should just say like lots of rebel art um but I mean, I guess Sabine is in two of the three of them. So, like, it it just shows you, like, hey, this character works well. <laughs> and it almost makes me feel bad because, Paul, you and I are not people who like to play the, what you know, we're the told. mainstream. <laughs> yeah, what we're yeah. told. <laughs> and so when this was like, hey, this works really well with Sabine. You should play this with Sabine. I was sitting there and I was just like, I mean... I was gonna, but not because you told me to. <laughs> right? Yeah. And then no, I'm like, I mean, they, uh, so they seem like, really good together. Doing, are they doing it to me? Am I forced to do this now? Did I choose to do this? Wait. So, but I'm still enjoying it. So, I mean, I guess it's not that bad. <laughs> so when you, let me ask you this: when yeah. you play, um, let's say you're playing Ahsoka and Sabine, mm-hmm. which which command cards are you bringing? So I was actually, oh yeah, so I was actually going to mention this when I said my experience. So um, all of Ahsoka's cards are stapled. All of Sabine's cards are normally stapled for me as well. However, what I went ahead and did in my last game was I took out Sabine's two pip and ran both of Ahsoka's two pips. Now, I'm considering, see, the, the thing for me is I need to figure out if I like Swift Protector. Ahsoka's yeah. two pip. It's the most unplayed command card for me when I'm playing her, and I almost never find a good time for me to use it because I'm bull rushing Ahsoka forward, and Sabine stays within range two of her, but she never really got to range one, so they mm. were never next to each other. And like we said earlier, and I was kind of coming to the revelation as we were talking about it, the only time I feel like they're going to be at range one is if you double-teamed somebody up in melee, like Darth Vader. Like, if you're facing Vader, or you're facing Luke, or you're facing, I don't know, Dooku, and you're like, okay, I need both of these people to team up on your one hero. 
Uh, I feel like that would be really the only time that Swift Protector would really come into play. And honestly, in the last game I played, I really, really needed Sabine's 2-pit because she panicked for two full turns. And it did not feel good. And I still was not getting the suppression off of her. So she was just sitting there panicking. Uh, and it was not good. So I'm, I think next time I play the list, I'm going to take out Swift Protector and I'm going to put in Symbol of Rebellion. So that would be Sabine's three cards and then Ahsoka's one pip, three pip, and Family Reunion. Uh, which means, yeah. yes, I'm taking Leia and I'm not taking any of Leia's command cards. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, it's it's interesting because you like you've always had this dilemma in in Ladies Night, right? Of yep. like, I have tons More of command cards. Which ones do I bring? Yep. Um, and now, uh, uh, unfortunately, Ahsoka just added even better command cards. Yeah. To, for you to <laughs> and pick not even between. just three, four of them. Yeah, I uh, I think the Swift Protector is an interesting one, and I think it could be very very valuable in the right circumstance. But I also think uh, you'd have to... I mean, maybe you build around that a little bit more in list building yeah. if you're going to bring Swift Protector and, like, maybe, you know, maybe during missions like Hostage, like, it could be, you know, really good because she's oh, got yeah, the Guardian. Sure. She's giving them a dodge token. Like, yeah. that could be really beneficial. But then again, too, right? Like, if you don't... Or, like, the... uh uh supplies or whatever mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. could, could be really good right but then it's like do you get that mission and yeah and do you have that situation based on the map and the lists yeah i mean it could be really good her like helping someone survive and things like that too like you know when sabine runs in and does her bombs she's Ooh. i feel like i feel like i usually overextend sabine <laughs> yeah <I do laughs> to throw too. those bombs out there and get a big play um and then like a follow-up with swift protector might be helpful like to guarding off some of that stuff or yeah. but then again too like you talked about the uh ahsoka's other two pip um family reunion is also good because you can get sabine to move even if she you know doesn't have the actions yeah i think um, i really like explosions followed by family reunion right afterward because i can get sabine to move again for free before yeah. she even activates which is really nice yeah you can like get ahsoka in to take some pressure off on top of giving Sabine a dodge token and yep. letting her move and maybe even like, you know, get around a building or something where she can't be seen anymore, you know, things like that. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really cool like combinations of stuff, especially with those two characters. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and like you said early on, uh, the two, three pips are just really solid with the two yep. of them, oh, yeah. um, just passing out extra aims and dodges and, and things like that. So yeah, no, that's a, it's a very good combo. I mean, I think, I think we'll see that. I mean, I think Ahsoka's good by herself, right? Like you could run her by yourself. You could probably run her with just about anything. You're obviously going to ditch the other two pip if you don't have Sabine in your list. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, she, she's a very, very good <laughs> force user. Agreed. Um, if you're, if and you're unfortunately, unfortunately, rebels have such a hard time in this, this operative slot, um, because oh, yeah. there are so, so many, many options. 
I mean, even just like Mandalorians and Saber users, I mean, you're talking, what, five options there? Mm, (laughs) Sabine, Boba, Din, Ahsoka, and Luke. (laughs) Well, Din doesn't have a lightsaber, but he does have, he, he can be quite terrifying in Melee. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what I mean. Like those five are all decent melee profiles as well. Like they could all fit that same role if you wanted to. Um, uh, don't and, forget the and, scariest one in melee, R two D two. I was gonna say, and then you're still leaving out in that slot R two I G <laughs> and Chewbacca. Yep. Like, so there's, there's a lot to choose from there. Yeah, <laughs> but now these are just rebel. But now we're just complaining on rebel problems. So, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. So, transitioning here, uh, Ahsoka. The way I have her fully cooked out is 189 points. That is one point shy of the thing that you wanted to talk about, Paul. Oh so we boy! Move over to that. The Ewok Battle Force has officially, like, if you didn't hear from Adepticon, has officially been shown off and everything. Uh, we got to see a little bit more of that on May the 4th, and we got to know that that stuff is coming out in the summer. So, Paul, we saw the biggest, baddest ATSD that we've ever seen with a Wookiee in it, Chewbacca, as he is in Revenge, or, uh, Return of the Jedi in, a, in an ATSD, which was rumored, speculated, confirmed and now we've seen the card what was your fir- what was your first reaction when you saw it uh can't wait to put him on the table so <laughs> good uh it's so good uh, i mean i know that there's a lot of uh a lot of uproar i would say from what i saw online just with uh the comparison between you know chewbacca and this atst versus the the imperial version um Man, uh, there's a lot of really good things to say about, you know, Chewbacca's ATST for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's some downsides to it as well. I mean, it, you're probably not going to feel too bad about the downsides, but uh, for 190 points, you're getting, I mean, essentially a fully upgraded ATST, right? Yeah. There's a couple, yeah, of, there's a couple of changes. Yeah. I mean, it's got both of the the weapons, the grenade launcher and the twin light blaster, like extra weapons added onto it already. Um, now those profiles are a little different than what you see in, in the empire. Um, but I mean, I guess for people who haven't seen it or what we're talking about, I guess I could just run through all the keywords and sure. everything. So he's 190 points. He's a heavy. He's unique named Chewbacca. Um, so you can't run like this and, you know, the rebel Chewbacca of, mm-hmm. uh, on foot. Um, it, he has the same, like, health and and damage uh, as uh, an ATST, so 11 health. Um, eight. What if, I'm drawing a blank now. The uh, resilience rating. Oh yeah, resilience. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There we go. Um, white save still. Now he. This is this is where he's a little starts to get a little bit different. He has surge to crit, which normally um, the AT, the normal ATS he doesn't have anything on the surge. Right. You have right. to add a pilot for that. Um, and then it has a uh, surge to defend, uh, surge to block on the 
the white defense dice. Um, the the main gun, the range one to four gun, is the same as the ATST. It's got the double rainbow fixed front impact three. That's exactly the same. They have the twin light blaster cannon, which again is an upgrade that you can get on the Imperial ATST. Same thing, one rainbow. Um, here with the impact and fixed front now where it's different is the ranges on the imperial version you get a one to three range and on this this version it is a melee to two range um so very interesting a little reduction on range but you can use it while you're standing next to something um and then the last up or last weapon that's on here is the grenade launcher um and that is fixed front and has blast just like it's two black dice just like the imperial version now what is different again the imperial version is range one to two this one is melee to two so again another weapon that you can use in melee uh the keywords on here full armor um arsenal two those those things are normal for the imperial atst here's where it gets a little different uh chewbacca has inspire three on there which is huge that's, that's a lot big. of inspire it's very yeah. inspiring <laughs> um and, and probably one of the i guess most thematic and interesting rules that i'm gonna be excited to see how people play with this is incognito <laughs> on an atst <laughs> it's gonna be interesting um i think that's i'm gonna say it now likely the most useless keyword on this thing yeah it's gonna be yeah i i thought about that too i was like you're probably just gonna shoot first turn Blow right first round, uh, yeah <laughs> i i could i could see a world where first turn you just double move and like run this thing up as close as you can because but of the range what? too just because That's of the range too uh, sure i guess but like it doesn't seem very efficient i'm like i'm no. trying to figure out like what the even what the fun play is like that you could do. I'm like, I don't know. Like you just running into range two, I guess before you get shot at. But like, I feel like you could just run into range two regardless. And yeah, you know, you're not going to get stopped. So I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, yeah. So incognito. Interesting. I don't know how much that's going to come into play other than maybe it protects it from getting shot first. Um, you could first, sit and, and wait and use it later in the round and it can't get shot at until yeah. then. Right, for like, as much as for as much as I'm complaining about it, a I do see a niche situation where it does protect you from like some early turn one shots to where your opponent might just be inclined to just completely throw it out and be like, I'm not even going to bother attacking it this game because now I'm already late on attacking it. So that I could yeah. see, I could see that world. The other thing is, if it didn't have incognito, I would have complained. <laughs> so as much as yeah, I'm complaining about it, if it didn't have it, yeah, I would have complained. <laughs> them thematically, I mean, this keyword exists right. and it, it makes right. sense. Um, Thematics are the, important. Yes, uh, it does have weak point one in the rear. Um, one thing that I will note is, while it gave the grenade launcher and the twin light blaster uh, the ability to be used in melee range, um, it does not have a base melee attack like the Imperial ATS. You're telling me does. that the Wookiee can't use the walker to stomp on people or kick people, <laughs> which yeah, interesting. Okay, sure, but I mean, still that melee of what would it be? a melee of red, three black, one white, impact, one surge crit. Seems good. Yeah, I mean, and what, the uh, the Empire version is what, four red? I think it's three I red. Remember, 
three red. No, it's four red. You're right. You're right. Red. I'm. I don't. I don't play Empire. I don't know. It's it's been a minute since I played. I've I played Imperial ATST. I played double ATST once, and that's it. Um, the thing that actually helps me remember is the ATRTs are three red. <laughs> oh well, that's what I was thinking of. There you go. And it should be a should be a little <laughs> bit better because it's a little bit bigger, right? <laughs> a little bit bigger foot. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. I just, um, I mean, there there are a lot of differences in the in the weapons, but again, it's it's a very similar profile um, there. Now, the the other thing to note about this profile, it has no upgrade slots. Like you can't do anything upgrade wise with him. So. Like, uh, you know, an Imperial ATST, I would frequently, when I did run them, would run, uh, like, a link targeting array on them to give them an aim token. Like, Chewbacca doesn't get that. So, it'll be interesting to see, um, like, what what you do with Chewbacca uh, with some of the changes, right? The little bit reduced range on the Twin Light Blaster. Now, all of a sudden, you got to get into range 2 to get the extra rainbow that the Imperial version, you know, wasn't very hard to get into range 3 with the mm-hmm. Imperial ATST um, to start Big shooting boy. triple rainbows at you. Um, so it, it'll be interesting to see that. It'll be interesting to see how the upgrades play, Um a part, or the I should say, the lack of upgrades. Um, I'm really interested to see how Inspire Three works. That's honestly the biggest thing that stands out on this one is what use are we going to get out of Inspire Three um, with this ATST? Um, it, it's interesting because I feel like the Empire version is used as you know like a heavy hitter uh-huh. whereas this is going to fill that role but it also has what this inspire three has this on, honestly just kind of a strange support role that it's going to be playing um as well so and with you know things that are uh low courage like these ewoks <laughs> right um and, and you know rebel troopers and things like that um I, I could see getting some mileage out of that Inspire 3. Yeah, I was saying that I kind of wish that si- since this can't interact with Rebel lists, that means that you can't play uh, the card that I really wanted to pl- combine it with, which was, uh, what was it, um, Turning the Tide? Yeah. I was like, man, can we play Turning the Tide too, and then uh, give it Inspire 5? No? Darn. <laughs> I'm not sure when you would ever need that much. but <laughs> uh, If you play Blizzard Force. I guess that's true. But <laughs> th- this will help against Blizzard Force. Uh, yeah, right? it will help anyway. Just with Inspire 3, that's a crazy amount. I'm already, hard I'm, counter Blizzard Force. Hard there you counter go. Blizzard Force, Chewbacca, and ATST. <laughs> called it for, first on dice time. <laughs> that's that's why that's actually why this Chewbacca exists, right? Is uh, they realized Blizzard Force was real strong, so they yeah. had to they had to pull the rock paper scissors and. <laughs> uh, and that's what Ewoks. Well, Ewoks are the rock paper scissors to Empire anyway, thematically. So they are. They're they, they are. are quite literally the rock. <laughs> I I I'm excited. I mean, Ewoks. I mean, people have wanted Ewoks from the beginning, right? Yep. Uh, I. It, it'll be really fun to see, you know, like thematic games that get played. Like, you know, when you can do a, uh, have an Endor themed board and you can, you know, run the Chewbacca ATST and a bunch of Ewoks. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna be a good time for sure. Yeah. 
Uh, and don't forget the best part of that li- that uh, list is going to be when you get to run. Uh, can't you see he's the man? Let me hear you applaud. He is more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. <laughs> Mr. Uh, C three PO himself. That's going to be hilarious to, <laughs> uh, to that, have another use for 3PO. That's honestly the number one reason why I'd be interested to run Ewoks, is I just want to see what Commander 3PO is like on the board. Yes. So uh, I may try that at some point, but that also requires me to own a lot more Ewoks than I plan to get, so we'll see. Yeah, I. it's going to be interesting. It's going to be like another version of droids, just except yeah. for... Except for the suppression matters a little bit more for them, right? right? Like, it's going to be interesting to see how they compare to, like, the battle droids. Yep. Because they're, you know, when you're looking at their stats, they look very similar in in what you get there, right? Um, I I will say that I I like that they have black dice for melee. (laughs) It's going to be hilarious to just be swarmed by little Ewoks. Six, six base Ewoks before heavy and and extra personnel. Yeah, they don't surge. It's mean, the only thing that doesn't make them feel like rebels to me. But yeah, no. But you just uh, looks like they have that uh, that slot for into the fray. Yeah, they do. <laughs> uh, defense and offensive surge. Okay. <laughs> oh man, it's gonna crack me up. Seeing yeah. the Ewoks, I'm, I'm very like, excited to see the Ewoks, and then I'll be excited and laughing at them when they play on a hoth table or on a Tatooine table, and I'm like, "Ha, you didn't prepare for this." <laughs> uh, it's gonna be fun. You I came to you the know, wrong planet. I wasn't like e- Ewoks and that you know kind of like Endor Force mm-hmm. uh, was not one that was. I was like, I have to have this one. I cannot wait for them to come out with this one but now that it's here i'm like mm, that's gonna be fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, a surprising amount of people were all over this like to me i yeah. thought like so many people were dying to have this and it, i feel like it's those same people that were excited about like the geonosians when they got announced for separatist and shown off those uh, i can't wait to see the stats on those and how those will work i know there's a lot of people excited for those and then they haven't been announced yet, but I feel like the Ewok crowd is the same crowd that want a Gungan army, real bad. Uh, yeah, I'm They're I'm in that Gungan camp. I'm in that Gungan and you're camp in that for group. sure. Yeah, yeah. Man, I just I want to see what they do. Like, I mean, they're gonna have some. They they're gonna have to, right? Like, have ion and shield tokens yep. and stuff like that. Can't wait to see what they do. And honestly, I'm excited to see what more they come out for, like Geonosians and Ewoks and stuff. Like, at some point, like, please give me Ewok gliders, right? Like, I oh, want yeah, little gliders. Ewok gliders <laughs> flying around. Like, and I would love to see them kind of like speeder bikes. Like, have a unit of two of them, two little Ewok gliders, like as a unit flying. Yeah around together or even or even three could you do a unit of three flying ewok gliders and just have tons of them all over the (laughs) board it would be awesome no i'm i'm excited i mean i think that (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and Um, then the sky is blotted out (laughs) i think there's i mean this just opens up for like i said like thematic games and stuff right like playing endor you know, people playing speeder bikes, uh, you know, it's going to be fun to, to have all that stuff. And I'm excited to see what, 
what they come out with as as we move forward for sure. So I was mentioning uh, the earlier in the episode I was mentioning that Paul May the Fourth, which is where your stuff got the Ewok stuff got announced, is also the start officially of the new competitive season. So yeah. now we are we are we are back officially. We are re- invites are now up for grabs again. We are now in a world where we where you can go and get your go to your local store, go to your store's tournament, and go get that invite. That's that's. It, I'm not kidding when it tells you when I tell you it's felt like literal years since it's been that because Paul, it has been literal years since it's been that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, is, does this mean my my invite from three years isn't good enough? Uh, not anymore. anymore. No. Unfortunately, not. If you didn't spend it this year, then it's. uh, I think it's gone. I have to. I have to go play again to get another one of those. Yeah, you might have to play again, Paul. You know, so you can get another one and then not use it. (laughs) Yeah, I'm. I might have to use it this time. Or don't. Or just earn another one and then don't use it again. Earn another one. Stick it to the man. Yeah. (laughs) I'll show them. I'll show them. I only play competitive for fun. No, I'm I'm excited to finally have it back. I mean, I know it's been I, I we've talked about this before. I'm glad that they allowed people who got their invites before when, you know, the COVID stuff was all like hitting us hard and we weren't able to go to events. I'm glad that they they stuck with us, uh, you know, and let people who had invites from before, you know, use those, but I'm also excited to see like that we're back to a point where we're starting over, right? Starting from scratch. We cleared everything out. We got through the pandemic like side Mm -hmm. of invites and all of that. And now we're back to here's, here's a new season. Everyone's going to events to get these invites. And And so it'll be fun to see. And this season is, I feel like is going to be very competitive. Like the next world, like next year at worlds, I feel like it's going to be even more competitive than this year Worlds was. Like I said, when I was at this year Worlds, it actually felt very, like, despite all the Empire that you saw and all the Dark Troopers that you saw, all the people there were actually very calm and chill and very relaxed. And I think it's because some of those people had just been sitting on an invite they won in a meta two years ago, and or three years ago even, and... uh, you know, now they're just kind of here to, you know, to play it. I was like myself. I was just there to kind of formally play, and that's about it. I didn't have any real expectations for anything. But now, everyone that you see at Worlds will have freshly won their invite. Like these will be people who are actively playing in the communities right now, as opposed to some people who maybe played and then kind of fell off the bandwagon, but then went because they had the invite, and why not? Um, but, you know, this is all going to be people who are actively gunning for that slot once again. So, uh, I'm actually going to be trying to get a Worlds invite. I have three events that I know that I'm going to go to, so I'll have at least three chances to get an invite. Uh, we'll see if I get one, because I already feel like I blundered into mine last time. I'll see if I actually get one when I try. So, <laughs> well, I mean, I tried last time. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say I didn't try or I didn't. Or I blundered into it, but it's just kind of how it felt. Sure. Anyway, but I, I feel yeah. like it's really interesting, like now to compared to I'm thinking back to like when I got mine, 
to to put a date on it. I mean, well, I can't put an an official date. I don't remember it off the top of my head, but I I won mine with Sabine right after she came out, which is ancient history. Right. Like think about how much more product is available for like and how many new models and right. um like factions and <laughs> everything is out since then. Um yeah, it's just it's going to be really cool. And like you said, right? Like here we are looking at um you know Ewoks and that whole f- separate faction um and then you know shortly down the road we have geonosians that are hanging out there and what is that gonna do um you know there's gonna be so much um and by the time by the time we get to worlds next time i mean dark troopers were all over the place and it was gross right but they might not even be a thing by the next time we get all the way loop all the way back around. It may the not world. be a thing at the end of the month because apparently there's a points update that's supposedly coming at the end of May, supposedly, allegedly. Uh, I, and I, think, I feel like I darks are going to be hit. good, but I think oh, they're yeah, they have to. They have yeah. to, right? Like <laughs> when you see that uh, that level of people using them uh, at yeah. Worlds, it probably says they're pretty strong. Yeah. But can we can no, we get old a... for just a second here? Can we get old for yeah. just a moment? Uh, when you when you mentioned like when you won your invite, Sabine had just come out, and that's how old it is. Yeah, and, and I'm just gonna be over here with my cane and my gray hair and be like, when I right. when I won my world invite, Tauntauns were the hot meta. Mm-hmm. Tauntauns were all the rage. If you were a rebel player and you weren't running three Tauns and Leia or Luke, then you were a has been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like that was that also feels like ancient history compared to compared to now. Oh, absolutely. Oh, but yeah, and then like you know, Shadow Collective didn't even exist back then. There's so much stuff that like didn't exist back when we got our invites, that, like, when you look at this Worlds, there was, like, a disparaging... Or, like, it was just, like, a huge disparaging gap of what existed at that time when you won your invite versus what existed when Worlds actually happened. So, it was it was crazy. But now we're not going to have that. Now it's, we're, we're fresh. We're in season right now. And then we're going to be progressing down the line to worlds next year. Uh, if I win an invite, I'll go. If I don't, I might not go. We'll see. <laughs> it, it might all hinder on if I win my invite or not. We'll see how money shakes out. But if I feel, but if I win an invite, I, I feel inclined. Like I have to go. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. But it's a, it was a yeah. fun time. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. I would love to go again. I just feel like I need the incentive of, uh, I have an invite, and I don't want to waste this invite, so I might as well go. There you go. That's kind of my kind of my thing that tells me that I should go. Oh, um, better better start that Ahsoka Sabine grind then. Uh, I am actually already. So I've got one eight hundred <laughs> game with them together, and I've got three. I've got three skirmish games with Ahsoka because I just wanted to get as many Ahsoka reps as possible. Because I can I can pilot Sabine. We know how we know how Sabine works. I can pilot Leia. I know how Leia works. The other units in that list, I've also piloted a bunch. I know them. Ahsoka is the one that I haven't piloted a bunch, so I want to get as much experience with her as possible. Uh, and she's super fun, so I'm already loving the reps that I'm getting with her. If you're having fun with your reps, you're playing the right list. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I said the word grind, but I know that when I say the words Ahsoka and Sabine together for you, it, it's, it's not for you, it's not a grind. <laughs> <laughs> like play the list you love. Then your grind doesn't feel like a grind. It just feels like fun. Yeah. Also, you get better with it and then you're better with it. And then, you know, you might show up to a table where someone doesn't know what you're playing and they're like, what are you about to do with this? And then you show them and then you beat them. So that's this is, and this is the problem for me because there's so many different things that I want to play. So you have found like your one that is like, I shouldn't even say your one, but like, these these are your like characters. Right. right. And I'm just like, but I want Din and I want Boba and I want (laughs) man speeders. And I I want that as well a little bit. Cause I, I've played Din and Din is also addicting. I love playing Din. So (laughs) I I also want Cody and tanks. Like I want dancing all over the factors. Oh yeah. No, I'm all (laughs) over the place. Like that's the problem that I have is because I don't ever want to grind any one thing because I always want to play more of other stuff that I haven't gotten to the table as much. Yeah. Like I want to play Fluttercrafts. I want, you know, like <laughs> I just want to get everything to the table. That's right. And so it's just, uh, it's, it's hard to get all of it. And then when you're doing that, it's hard to get, you know, really good at, you know, a certain list or certain characters. Um, Cause for me that like, I don't like that grind. I don't like playing the same thing over. I enjoy playing all the different things and coming up with like yeah. new new combinations of things that work to yeah work together and i mean i i still default back to my rts because they they're fun i like them they i know how to use them well uh same thing kind of like with bark speeders for for republic so Mm -hmm. um but again that that's where like you just said right those are the things that are fun to me so i can build a list around them and it doesn't feel so bad because i have these units that i really enjoy playing so even though that competitive scene that tournament scene is out there like i would just reiterate kind of what we've always talked about right is make sure you're bringing what you want to bring like have fun don't you don't want to get into that point where you regret like, oh, I just tried to bring a meta list and I had no idea what I was doing with mm-hmm. it. And I should have just stuck with what I enjoyed because it w- really wasn't fun to play the meta list because I didn't know what I was doing and it wasn't what yeah. I wanted. And, um, and like, we're not just I, telling you this advice because we bag on comp- people who play competitive. Like, we're not, we're, we're not even saying that. It's literally like, hey, if you want to do better in competitive, bring what you know. <laughs> like, it's not even us telling you like don't play competitive just play fun and thematic which i mean is always a good staple message of ours but even if you want to do better in competitive just do what you know play what you know it's going to be better than if you just netlist you know whatever luke cook won with at worlds and just and then show up to your tournament you know it's not gonna it's not gonna work the same way and I'm speaking from personal experience. Right, I went to so I. <laughs> I went to the first I went to the first worlds and at the last minute I changed my list and I went away from my RTs that I was so familiar with and played the Boba Imperial gun line like everybody else was playing and I hated myself for it <laughs> afterwards. I was like, why didn't you just take what you're good with and what you enjoy playing and no one else had instead of just being another one of those people, <laughs> like another one of those Boba Imperial gun lines. Um, and, my, so, and my netlist experience was against you 
Paul, where I in, in that Muncie event where I played. Uh, that was my first like event, and I played Flyboys, which I was familiar with. I was semi familiar with Luke. I was semi familiar with Han. I wasn't familiar at all with how they work together and how to pilot them together. But uh, and I and I, I ran what you wish you would have run, which was Sabine. <laughs> yeah, well, no, not that, not that day. That was the day. You oh had, yeah, no, that wasn't that day. Yeah, that wasn't you had that Han. Day. Trust me, if Sabine was out, I would have been playing Sabine. That's true. <laughs> that was before her, because uh, that was uh, that was your triple RT Han list. Yeah. Or no, you had the officer. I had because I had because because mm. we had our famous yes, officer had our famous Han brawl in the middle. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that was like, but that, but yeah, so that was my netlist experience where I was like, oh wow, if I ran something that I was more familiar with, I might have done better. But oh well. Um, but then I've seen not, not even had to experience it. I've also seen people who like literally just netlist, you know, Luke Cook's list or whatever one at the latest major, and then they go zero and three. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I do mean, know what to tell you, but right now, now that you're sitting here fresh with your O3, there's nothing I can tell you. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just a list, um, and, and you can see that. Like while while there was a lot of Death Troopers, like there, there were a lot of iterations. I should, sorry, not Death Troopers, Dark Troopers. There's a lot that. of Dark Troopers, but there were a lot of iterations of that, and all of that is like personal preference, right? Yeah. Um, so it was nice to at least see a little mix up with that. Yeah, so, I mean, sure, like, if you want to, you can go get the, you know, meta list, but you also, if you do that, like, you gotta make it your own, and and figure out, oh, well, I don't, I don't like this upgrade so much, so I'm gonna change over to this, or, you know, like, you have to do what fits your playstyle, because at the end of the day, you know, at a big event like that, you're gonna get tired, you're gonna, um, yep. You oh, know, yeah. have those those moments where you're like, okay, what am I doing? And it, it needs to just be natural for you, and it needs to fit what you normally do. You know, what your normal play style is, and not trying to you know channel Luke Cook every time you pick up your <laughs> dice or like you know pick up a movement tool because uh, you can't. Like you just can't do it. It's not. <laughs> it's not realistic. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. I'm one with the force. The force is with me. <laughs> Wait, that's not how we play Legion? I just pick up my tools and say the Force will guide me, and then whatever happens, happens? Yep. Well, I mean, that might be how you play. <laughs> and that's how you go 0-3 at Worlds, everybody. Um, okay, so why are we ta- so why are we saying, you know, netlisting? Why are we saying play what you know? Why are we saying that again, as we always say that pretty much every other show? Um, I'm mostly reiterating that because since tournament season is now starting and stores are actually getting their tournament kits now, that's right. Your local store, if you don't know it, might not, might already have their kit and they might have a date set for tournament. So check that out. Um, Mm -hmm. now is the time that I would recommend people. If you're hitting these summer tournaments as they're starting to hit fresh at the top of competitive season, start getting reps with your list. Uh, and I feel like, man, it feels weird giving competitive advice on this podcast, Paul. But mm-hmm. if you're actually looking to like do well at one of these events, if you're wanting to place high or you want that world's invite this year, start getting reps with your list now. Because you need to get as much practice with it as possible before you go to one of these events. Because like Paul said earlier, it's way better when you're comfortable with the units that you know. If you're able to, if you're not sitting there thinking, okay, what does this unit do? What is this unit able to do? What can my unit do with this? 
you need to have so many reps under your belt that you're like, okay, I can get these two into this kind of range of each other and I can set up, you know, I can set up a kill box here. Or I can set this kind of combo up with this command card if I move these guys over here. Or I like these missions better. Like, you don't need to... You're going to be so frozen in turn zero if you don't know what your list loves as a battle deck. Like, knowing what your battle deck is, that the ideal battle deck for your list, the way your list works is such a huge game changer when you're showing up to events, even if you're a red player every single round. Because knowing what you like is going to quicken and make better decisions for when you're looking at your opponent's battle deck. You want to look for the things that match up with your battle deck, and you're going to know what's going to work with you. So knowing your stuff inside and out is crucial for going to one of these events and doing well. Um, That being said... Paul, we already have some dates that are picked out for some local events to us. So if you want to come see us, we have I have two dates for you already right now. And when this episode uploads, you will still have at least a month to get ready for them. So don't worry. Uh, the first date that I would like to put on people's radar is in Muncie, Indiana at our home. Well, at our home store, I call it, but it's not at my home anymore, but I still go there every month. Uh, because I love the store so much and it is great. It is June 17th at Atomic Mass Games. No, at Atomic Comics. Dang it. I always do that. I tell myself, don't just say Atomic Mass Games. Don't do it. At Atomic Comics in Muncie, Indiana. June 17th. That is the date. I'm telling you that now. If you go there, I will be there. Paul may or may not be there. He might be doing a mission for Fulcrum. Who knows? Uh, but we will have that date will be on there. Um, the other one that I would like to put on your radar that we know right now that is confirmed is in Dayton, Ohio, which is where I live currently, at my little local store called the Game Haven, which puts on. I'm, I'm excited to see what kind of show it puts on. I assume it's going to be a good one with all the talks we're having with it. That is going to be on July 29th. So both of those are Saturdays. Most every store tournament you're going to find is going to be on a Saturday of some kind. Uh, So June 17th for Muncie, Indiana. July 29th for Dayton, Ohio. Paul, I don't suppose you randomly know any of the dates of any store tournaments near you right now offhand, do you? Um, no, I, uh, need to confirm with my local store to see if they have a kit and what they're thinking about, um, but well, so hopefully maybe by next month I'll have an idea of there we go. you know we when we post ours when when ours would be up here in the Fort Wayne area, but um, like you said I I will be trying to get to the couple that you have mentioned as well so we can meet up with people and yeah. and have a good time playing some games. So if we don't do it, so if we're good if we're good boys Paul if we're good podcast hosts. And we, our next episode would upload on June 4th, which would be a week before the Muncie event. If we miss that June 4th, I'm just going to push it back two weeks so that it's, so that we get like two or three weeks and then we'll, it'll be the end of the month episode and we'll be lazy as heck and we'll suck again, but we will have both of them, but then we'll cover the Muncie event in our, in our episode and that'll be what we do. Uh, if we are good, 
it'll be bef- it'll be a week before Muncie is when that episode will upload, and we will cover good and we'll give a deeper good reminder on store etiquette. So I guess if this episode's been up for months and months, and you're just looking back on it, look what the next episode is called, and you'll know what <laughs> you'll know what happened. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know that the Game Haven, which is the July 29th in Dayton, Ohio store, um, I know they also have another kit. They were given two kits, so they're planning to do another event later in the fall or winter. So if you miss this one in the summer and you're like, man, I really want to go, like, if we do an episode on it, it sounded like a ton of fun and you want to go to another one, there will be another one still later this year. So be on the lookout for that. I'll give you that date when we decide it. Uh, With that being said, Paul, if you figure out your date uh, of, like, your local scene, if you get any dates from there, or any of you... If any of you have your store tournament dates picked out and you want them to be shouted out or featured on the podcast, you want us to let us know, shoot us a message. Let us know when it is. I will. We've done it before. I'll happily do it again where we will uh, highlight local events going on. Not even local events. National events. International events. We'll advertise it to all the Dice Time listeners. We've got listeners from all over the world. So everyone will listen. Everyone will know. So, if you've got a store tournament coming up, or even if you just have a local event coming up that's just like, hey, like what we did last weekend, we just did unnatural resources again at our store. It was fun. Uh, if you got one of those coming up, let us know. We'll uh, we'll give it a shout. And one more little thing for the uh, for the tournament scene. So I famously have a Tatooine board that I bring to like big events as my as my big standard six by three table. And then I have some Mick, some Modge Podge tables that I make out of two 3x3 mats. I am now going to be debuting this summer, and I still have to put in the work for it, a new standard 6x3 map that I'll be bringing to both of the events that I just mentioned and pretty much any other event that I go to where I'm providing tables. Paul, I'll give you three guesses as to the planet. You get you get three guesses. It's it's a it's a famous planet. It's in the Star Wars movies, and I have a bunch of the terrain that I need to hobby up. Mm. You get three guesses. Go for it. Oh boy, uh, Naboo. Nope, but that's a good one. Oh, um, in you said in the movies. Yeah, it's been in the movies. It's been in like the cor- in the in. You um, know what? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'll I'll make it even easier. I'll make it. It's in the prequels. It's in the prequels. Yeah, so it's in between one and three. Geonosis. Another good guess and one that I've very much considered, but also wrong. Got one more guess. What do you got? Um. Oh, man. The first thing that comes to mind is Felucia. That's right! Is it really? It is right! It's the Felucia <laughs> map. I love that. Love that you got it on the last guess, pal. <laughs> so, Felucia is going to be the new map that I'm working on, because I got so inspired when, I don't know if you've seen it, but like a handful of years ago, uh, Sean's demo table that he made that was Felucia, that, oh, they yeah. demoed, that they did demos for the Clone Wars games at Gen Con, I love that table so much, like, I wish that I could steal it from whoever owns it now, <laughs> uh, if I even know who owned it, we would have words but um, that table was so cool, and I wanted to make something like that. So I have got all this hobby stuff in my room that I'm looking around at right now that will one day soon, in the next month, wow, that's scary, be a Felucia table. So 
That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I have a similar like kind of like uh, theme, I guess, that I was doing with my um, my stuff at Adepticon. You saw my little Clone Wars. Um, yeah. And they look like I, I like yeah I like that kind of uh, color scheme, kind of like, like the vibrant plants and and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was. Uh, very cool. So I, I will be excited to to see that table. Hopefully I get to play on it soon. Yeah, I was going to say, I hope you get to play on the table. Then your army will look good with it. Yeah, that would be cool. And yeah, because I know look- our color schemes are, we, we like the same kind of stuff, we, right? We like, yeah, our, we yeah. like our purples. We like our purple. <laughs> so we, I'm going to give anyone who wants to make a Volusia table, I'm going to give you a little bit of insider info. A little bit of tips. I just picked up two medium to large size terrain pieces from Walmart that are fully done. I don't have to do anything to them. And they're going to look great on the board. Are you ready, Paul? Yeah. They are two play sets from the new Avatar movie. Oh. Yeah. They are two little play sets that are like called the quote-unquote World of Pandora. And they're from the new Avatar movie. And they look perfect for a Felucia table. They've got the plants, the viney plants, the weird colors, the weird shapes of plants. It's perfect. And it looks great as Legion scale. Somebody else in the Legion group, if you go look this up, I'm pretty sure if you just go type in Avatar in the Legion uh, in the Legion group, maybe it was the terrain group, I'm not sure, but one of the two, you will you'll you'll you'll, you'll already see it. So somebody said that they picked them up as well. These look great as Felicia terrain. So and and they light up, so you can like click a little button and then they light up and that looks even cooler. Uh, and That's they, awesome. And they're and they're black light reactive. So I mean, what more could you ask for on a Felicia table? So I mean, like those two pieces are already going on my table confirmed. So that work's already done. I still have a lot of plants and stuff that I'm going to be converting into terrain soon, but that's uh that's gonna be uh after. After this episode's up and before the next one, hopefully, <laughs> I'll have I'll have a lot of work to do. But yeah, so um, unless you have anything else, Paul, I think that uh, I think that pretty much wraps us up. You got anything else you're burning to talk about? No, I think that's it. Cool. Well, in that case, I think I'm I think I'm hearing that we're getting our first call for uh, for Fulcrum's first mission. So uh, this should be exciting. I think it's uh, probably going to take us to the world of Felucia. So. Uh, let's go, uh, we'll, we'll go gear up for that. And until next time, uh, I hope you had a dice time listening to us today and we will see you next month. I'm Ben Jetron. I'm Paul Watson. Go out and make today even better. See you guys.